0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Greetings from St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Bob Pompiani. Here, beyond the microphone and live as the Steelers practice below, we have our man Billy Steinbach back at the glass. He'll be taking your calls at 412 928 9370. Gus Miller's on location, making sure everything works well here, and it's a beautiful day uh, to think some preseason football, which is coming up two weeks from yesterday, our first game, August the 9th, as the Kansas City Chiefs come to Heinz Field to take on the Steelers, and always intriguing battles to find out who's going to be on this roster, depth at various positions, and the Steelers certainly have a lot of interesting players here in camp. Give us a call, 412-928-9370. On Twitter, it's at KD KDPomp. The big news of the week so far, Mike Tomlin got his extension. It wasn't two years like normal. Instead, it was one and an option. Uh, and, and to be honest, I don't think it matters one way or the other for Mike Tomlin. He's going to go about the business of knowing how important this season is. I found it interesting this week that um, you know the Steelers did not make any dramatic entrances. There was no Cirque du Soleil. There were no hot air balloons. There was no skydiving. There was no none of that. It was guys showing up, basically ready to work. And if anybody... Eli Rogers kind of epitomized their attitude, a hard head, a hard hat as he came in on a uh, you know, workman-like truck, and, and that signifies what they're trying to do here. Concentrate on football, they miss the playoffs, they know what's at stake, and everybody in Cleveland is talking very bullishly about the Cleveland Browns so far. We'll see how that goes. Should be a fascinating season as it always is. We're here to talk about that. If you'd like some issues to talk about with the Steelers, feel free to call right now at 412-928-9370. Um, There are some really intriguing battles that we're going to be following, like backup quarterback, although you wonder, whoever it is may never play here, you know, really. If Ben Roethlisberger is healthy for the three years he has left, by then Mason Rudolph will hit his rookie option, and they may not even keep him. I think more than Josh Dobbs, who did not have a good day yesterday at practice, threw a couple of picks. I'll get more into that in a second. But Rudolph's the guy who was, you know, the number one value talent, got in the third round. Uh, They want to have him ready to go in case something happens, but if Roethlisberger stays healthy, he can go and pull a Garoppolo, not play all that much, if at all, and then end up with another team. So that's going to be interesting to watch, but I think this is the year that Mason Rudolph now jumps over Josh Dobbs to be the backup quarterback. Last year we saw Landry Jones come in as the incumbent number two, but I wasn't surprised based on what I saw from Dobbs in camp and in preseason games that he was going to supplant him. Once he did, Landry Jones was cut. And Mason Rudolph is the number three. He's getting frustrated, but he had a really good offseason. I talked to him at length. He's happy where he is. He worked hard with a conditioning guy, a um, uh, throwing guru. And so I think he's to the point now where he's going to push, certainly, to take over that job. And they certainly need capable backups. They don't have any experience, but they seem to be, uh, especially Rudolph, a, a very talented guy who, once he gets in there, we're going to see a lot of him, no doubt, in training camp. That battle will continue. Um starting next or two Fridays from now on, August the 9th. Running back situation, well, James Conner, Jalen Samuels, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Mike Tallman, you know, he's been a workhorse kind of feature back guy. Lion share the carries go to one guy. It was that way with Le'Veon Bell. It was that way with James Conner until he got injured last year. But with talented guys like Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell, who was a pick, and I think they really like him, you wonder if they're going to kind of mix that up a little bit. The other intriguing thing for offense that I'll be following is how many times Ben Roethlisberger throws the football this year. Last year, he led all NFL quarterbacks with almost 700 attempted passes. That's not the balance they want. It was necessary, and I think somewhat forced on, because Antonio Brown needed to be fed. He kept wanting to be fed. <laughs> his ego got fed. His head got fed. Everything got fed. And then he ends up leaving and causing quite a disturbance on his way out. But I think without him there, now that opens things up for number one, more uh distribution of the football but number two less need to force it anywhere which i think will reduce ben roethlisberger's interception total which was the worst of any quarterback in the nfl last year so all of that could be good in a way you're never going to replace the production that antonio brown got Uh, that's just the way it is it's impossible for one guy to step up right now on the list of group of receivers we have here who can do that but I think they can move it around. I think Vance McDonald in his third year here now, two training camps, is ready to take on an even bigger role. So I think there's some pretty good weapons on this Steelers offense. Defense, this is where I go to yesterday. First full practice we saw, no pads yet. That'll take place tomorrow. Uh, We saw the defense step up in seven-on-seven drills, specifically Brian Allen. There was some real tight press coverage over there. Uh, He made an interception on Josh Dobbs, who threw two interceptions yesterday. Uh, There was some good coverage down the field. I thought Sutton Smith is a guy you're going to watch in the preseason. He's a sixth-round pick, very athletic and fast, a disturber. Uh, We'll see how much playing time he gets, if at all, during the regular season. But in the preseason, you're going to see what these guys have to offer. Devin Bush, side-to-side, was still on top of everybody. Didn't make any big quote splash plays but he was all over the place so they got some young players who can get to the football they're certainly going to need to stay healthy especially at outside linebacker where they don't have much in terms of depth Anthony Ciccolo is behind the two guys Bud Dupree and TJ Watt and after that it's Ola Adani who's still a work in progress they didn't draft anyone in outside linebackers we'll see what the Steelers do if they're forced to make some decisions based on injury they're going to need guys to really take advantage of the situation they have there Ola Adeni remains uh, a guy who, you know, I think they have high expectations for, at least higher than they did last year when they really didn't know him as an undrafted guy. And then, boom, two forced fumbles, three sacks in the preseason, earned a roster spot. They want to see growth right there as well. 412-928-9370. I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter, 937 fan driven by Shorty Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, with locations in North Huntington and the North Hills. You can text us on the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. It's the same as the call-in line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. All right, now we move to the Pirates. And then, please, if you have Steeler Calls, call. I'd love to talk about that, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about Antonio Brown with a hot air balloon. And some say he blew that up with his own hot air. He didn't need any fire. And he arrived at training camp and immediately took off onto the non-football-related injury list, which is going to be the case with a lot of veterans. You know, you don't want to get anyone banged up early in this camp. T.J. Watt is one of those guys here who's there. Um, Le'Veon Bell, interesting. He was talking all about winning and how money didn't matter. It's all about winning, which is interesting because if you want to win, you had a perfect opportunity here in Pittsburgh. Instead, he went to the Jets for more money, or at least more money he thought he was going to get. You know, I don't buy that. And I wonder about some of the guys who are, quote, divas in this league. You know, they really don't care about winning, really? Because if you read between the lines, what would make you think they care about winning? Do you think Jalen Ramsey right now cares about winning? He comes in with a Brinks truck, for God's sakes. All he wants is his money. Show me the money. And if he has a wonderful year as a shutdown guy and they don't win, it doesn't seem to bother him you know what's happened with professional athletes at times the devo you know who all they just want what they want winning is fine if you get it but it's not necessarily the number one priority as it should be if you're playing a team sport especially 412-928-9370 all right i'm sure you have pirate calls we have a trade deadline coming up in major league baseball that's uh, four days away steeler or the pirates have become non-players in terms of buyers they're going to sell question is how much do they sell and what do they sell you know, it's I picked them to finish fourth. It's going to be worse than that. And unfortunately, the way they do business next preseason, we're going to talk about them, and it'll probably be another fourth or fifth place finish. Uh, and unless they change the way they do things, their drafting is not kept up with even the big teams, the haves. You know, if you're a have-not and you can't draft and develop, you're in big trouble. The haves, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, like the Reds, they're, they're still drafting well. The Cleveland Indians drafting well. They spend more, but they draft well. Look at the Dodgers. Almost their entire team, they decided to go in this offseason. Andrew Friedman, their general manager, he didn't go out and really buy anyone. He got rid of um, Puig. He got rid of Matt Kemp. He got rid of high prices because he knew he had young kids ready to play and he wasn't going to stand in their way. So he did that. And now you got some of the youngest players in the game on the Dodgers' regular roster. Uh, and they have other guys, four specific who are interested to the Pirates, who may be on their way in a trade if the Pirates decide to go against Felipe Vasquez. I've said all along, if I get a good deal for Vasquez, I'm trading him. There's no sense having a closer on a team that can't get to closer status a lot. And he's got a wonderful contract, and I would make anyone who wants him understand that and give me even more because he's controllable at a very nice rate. That would help teams like the major players. Uh the Dodgers or anyone else in that boat so I would make sure it would be a king's ransom if I'm going to do it and I believe I can get a king's ransom okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe